This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Once again, we have been just addressing questions from listeners. You know, sometimes we modify them to fit the conversation around the table, but for the most part, we're just trying to be faithful to what is being asked of us. We've just combined them so that we're dealing with them according to topics. And yesterday we started talking about things within the church itself. Um, If you have things that you want to reach out to us and have us either address individually or address as a group, you can write to thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. I do want to give this little caveat that by saying that, we might not actually ever take what you send and, and address it publicly, or we we still reserve the right to um, restrict the questions that we are willing to address. It's fascinating that there are things that we address off-air together that we talk about um, that we don't necessarily feel like would be helpful or edifying for us to do on the air so please don't take that personally. Mm-hmm. We're just making a judgment call about what we think is best for our listeners, best for us as hosts, best maybe for our own churches that are helping us to be able to do this work. So all of that to say, we welcome your feedback and, and your questions, but it could be that we still might not address it publicly. Sometimes we mm-hmm. detect that you know we're, we're ecumenical in the sense that we – actually have fellowship with other pastors and we sometimes we recognize your question is really addressed to a situation in your church that's right and and uh, you know wisdom dictates that this is something you still deal with in within your own congregation first before we weigh in and become mm. a, an outside authority for you yeah yeah that's just a nice way of saying that we sometimes don't think that our or needs to be in that water Right. <laughs> that we're not going to put our oar in, in the water of somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. We uh, have Matt Mashevik from Sovereign Grace here with us again today. It's Thank you. Great to have you in the studio. It's been good to have you this week. Yeah, great. Matt has been has come alongside of us for quite a few years at the Reformation Boise Conference. and Yeah, we're stepping up. Filled in here for, I can't even remember, several years, I would guess. I don't. I don't know. I've I've been in this radio station multiple times with you guys, but for the past couple of years, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to have him. Well, we haven't been, we haven't really got that long of track record. We've only been going about five years. That's so, right. I mean, that's that's right. Right. You've been a regular guest for at least half of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the questions we're dealing with questions today about things within the church itself, and um, this next question. Um, you can't see the question, so I'm going to try to help you through it. It says, who is the, quote, worship leader, end quote, at a church? So 
I'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah. Who's the worship leader at a church? I, I've well, got some <laughs> thoughts on on it. De- it depends what you mean. So mm-hmm. ultimately, the Holy Spirit through His Word is the worship leader <laughs> of the church, right? Yeah. I mean, and if we hold to the the regulative principle where God dictates how He's worshipped, you know, then then there you go. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, the person who leads the music at who's an elder at at my congregation. Um, is constantly telling me as the senior pastor, I am the worship leader of the church, and which is funny because I can't carry a tune, I don't read music, and I don't know anything about that. But but we also have to define what is worship. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. you know, and from there we can pick off. <laughs> we we've actually, we we actually have enlarged the number of offices in one sense to the church when we uh, for, when we go beyond pastor elder and deacon uh, you know we now we have another office worship leader yes or we might even have a counselor or you know, ministry of minister of this minister of that you know and we've we've divided those responsibilities but i do think that uh, ultimately that that worship leader is is the is the pastor you know we we think about what the church is called to do the church is called to serve God in worship. There's to serve the saints in nurture, and there to serve the world in witness. You know, so we have that that whole responsibility. Worship really falls under both the category of serving God in worship and serving the saints in nurture. And I think mm-hmm. that that falls to those that God has called to that office. And I think Matt, you mentioned uh, you know we need to find you know what worship is, and I think the broad definition in the church today in america at least is that worship is the singing portion of the service yep Mm -hmm. Uh, you have a time of worship and then you have a time of teaching almost and i think if we look at what scripture teaches us uh, how god the example that he gives um when people are called to worship it it, it's all encompassing of the the praise that we give him and the prayer that we pray to him corporately and the the songs that we sing the, the vows that we the make. vows we make the, the the scripture reading and the exposition of the scriptures and so in in, in a lot of in reform circles primarily that we still hold that the worship is from when everybody gathers together to when then the end the benediction where we have that all those things in between so in that sense yes the worship leader is me it's the pastor on on the human level well we. We provide a bulletin in our mm-hmm. service, okay? But the bulletin isn't, you know, in a, you might go to a number of churches and the bulletin is just really the announcements of the activities of the week rather than a guide through the liturgy of your service, which, you know, as you point out, with the call to, from the call to worship to the benediction. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that, within that liturgy or within that bulletin, you know, if somebody is in my church and they've been there for the first time, you know, and we're talking afterwards, I might like to point out to them, there's a dialogue that's taking place in this mm-hmm. worship. You can look at that bulletin and you can ask yourself, when is God speaking? When am I responding? That's exactly and, what we do. And yep. and so so you'll have you'll have the you know maybe the maybe God is speaking through um, the scripture that was read or the pastor is preaching or maybe even. Uh, you know, you know, a song that's sung, but then there's also responses that we're making. You know, in our giving, in our vows, in our prayers, and and, and even in our song. So that whole dialogue dialogue is taking place mm-hmm. through the service, and you ought to be able to detect um, which is your response. So, in one sense, 
that worship is framed before you even get to the the service. There, there's a there, you're being led through that dialogue. Sinclair Ferguson ha- has this, I think, keen insight into this, where he would say that Jesus Christ is the worship leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Book of Hebrews would would frame worship that it's always in and through Jesus, the work and person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so as we worship, we're always coming in and through him. So in some sense that as we are engaged in earthly worship, we are engaging in the heavenly and we engage in the heavenly through the person and work of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Now there's a human instrument, if you will, Mm -hmm. And that primarily is within reform circles, the, the pastor, who is the under-shepherd of Jesus Christ. And so I think if you take the idea of what Ferguson is talking about, that the minister should always be given the impression that the worship that is happening is always worship because of the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that that's the only way we can give proper worship and the role of the minister then is to always be directing things heavenly in this ongoing dialogue that is taking mm-hmm. place within the service where we're engaging with the triune God through the second person of the Trinity who's working through the third person of the Trinity um, for our worship to be pleasing in, in yeah. the first person of the pr- Trinity. You know, it's interesting that you're saying this because on this past Lord's Day, um, we closed with the final song. I can't remember what the hymn was. It's from our hymnal. And it mentioned the seraphim and the cherubim around the throne of God worshiping. And right before my benediction, I made the point to the congregation that that our praise and worship to God is joining that chorus through the mediation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you said, yeah. and, yep. and that's a good way to think of it, you know. And and I and picking up what Ryan said around the table, we would we reject that dichotomy between worship as singing and the other part of the teaching service. You know, we see these things all blended together uh, that. That worship is infused with our song, uh, hymn songs and praise uh, to God, as well as uh, the teaching and the responses of prayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we actually moved our announcements. We used to have our announcements after like the second or third song, and I moved it to the very, very first thing that we do. It's the, mm-hmm. And then we did the call to yeah. worship. And someone said to me once, they said, "I always miss the announcements because." Uh, you know, I, I'm not here on time and seated, and I, I don't never know what's going on. And my response was, "Well, get here on time." Right, right. right. <laughs> so we do the same thing uh, there. You know, those announcements will come because I, I'll tell the congregation, God has his has the first word in our worship. Everything I've said up to this point yep. is just announcements. Mm-hmm. Now God calls us to worship, and then we respond to Him, and then He greets us in in that response. So, so God always has the first word in worship. And but, God always gets the last word. And he gets the mm-hmm. last word in worship. So what we, I mean, to, to make that distinction, I will always say, before we enter into a time of worship, I have a few announcements. Mm-hmm. So that the, the congregation feels that distinction mm-hmm. between that which is not part of the, the, the sanctioned worship and that which is. Sometimes I'll use, uh, as a reminder to our congregation, uh, a phrase that one of my professors would use, which I don't think is unique to him, but 
this service of worship that we have is we're coming together and we are entering into an embassy of heaven. Mm-hmm. And as an embassy in a foreign land, when you're on, and you know, when you're in the embassy of the United States in China, you're on U.S. soil in China. And so as we come to worship together, we are stepping into uh, heaven by faith before the throne of God, joining the saints who have gone before us, joining the saints throughout the world who are worshiping. And we are for a time by faith entering into the throne room of God. Well, wow, thank you for that. I'm stealing that. <laughs> and I and I think that's really what Sinclair Ferguson it's called research was. and development. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think that was Sinclair's. It may be. Yeah, I'm not sure where he got it. But, he didn't yeah. frame it the same way, but mm-hmm. like the same words. We're stepping onto heaven's soil. That's right. That's the right. Time. Yep. Um, this is just a, a good segue into just some general announcements. We're not ending worship, but we're in, ending our engagement with that question. If you've missed the conference that we host every year, two years ago was on worship. And I would encourage you to go back and, and listen to some of the teaching that, that Godfrey and Terry Johnson um, led us through. Um, it was just wonderful teaching on what it means to to worship God in a way that's that's in accordance with the the scriptures and pleasing in His sight, which then leads to this announcement that our registration is open for Reformation Boise 2023. Um, God for us, I believe, is to God us. To us. God to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it seems like I may it, have not signed it, off on it's, this. Because it's, I, God, it, it, it's, you know, God it's with printed. us, God, God for us, God to us. It all works. So details of this are at ReformationBoise.com. Go ahead and go and register. Maybe you'll be the first. It's hard to say. Um, but we will see you tomorrow.